Hello, welcome back to the second episode of the Solar Man podcast. On today's episode, I'll look at topics from F1 and golf and a new edition. Well, you don't have to stay tuned to find out. Back onto F1, ladies and gentlemen. We start off with our first question of the day Red Bull next year. Well, it's going to be quite controversial because Red Bull can either finish really good or really badly. As Red Bull are going into their last season with Honda engines and currently without an engine for 2022, there's been rumours that Red Bull will build their own engine for 2022, what will take up a lot of development money for next year. So, what do I think? Well, I don't know. You know, they are quiet. They have Checo. They have Verstappen now. They are going to go full on heads at Mercedes, but I don't think they will come. I don't think they'll win the constructors. They'll be close, but they will not win it. Now we're going to McLaren. McLaren, the team. Yes, McLaren. Uh, they are going to be looking strong next year, but especially stronger in 2022 with, you know, acquiring Mercedes engine and power unit. They have Daniel Ricciardo and Landon Norris, two phenomenal drivers, if I say so myself. So it'll be a tough season. Now we're on to will Ferrari win again. That is very controversial because I think Ferrari are going to be lucky if they can win uh, next season again. They have Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc, but with Schumacher, with Mick Schumacher coming back in, Mick Schumacher coming into the sport, I think that uh, they'll end up either getting rid of Charles or uh, Carlos uh, for twenty twenty two for Schumacher maybe, uh, or Schumacher might go to Alfa Romeo when Kimi retires. Uh, now we're gonna go on to can McLaren win. <gasps> I think that's a very controversial one, and I think McLaren can win. I think they can put some on pole uh, with Daniel Lando. They both have the possibility, and I think it is possible. Now on to the next question. Can Red Bull win the Constructors? Um, I don't think next year, but maybe the, the year uh, before. But this will tie in with the next question. Uh, next, uh, obviously 2021 season, we have regulation changes, budgets, and, you know, all that stuff. So it'll be tough. And that leads on to the next question. Will next year be the fall of Mercedes? Uh, that's a tough one, really, for me to really decide. Because I think if Mercedes are to, uh, fall, you know, not end up competing again next year, you know, at the standards they should be. Like so, oh. Red Bull and McLaren will be up there competing for the title, but it'll be Red Bull who wins it in the long run if Mercedes have their downfall. And now we're going to the last F1 thing. My top 10 drivers of 2020. This would be a very controversial thing to a lot of people, but to me, it's just a normal thing again. So it's my opinion, and you don't have to agree with it. So uh, starting in at number 10, I have to put... Poor. We'll start from number one. My number one spot is Max Verstappen. He's been on point every time he had a po- he's had a podium every single race apart from one uh, one or two races that he has that he's finished. He hasn't got a podium, but the rest of them he has what I thought was really good. Um so he's in number one. Second is obviously Lewis Hamilton, you know, he won his seventh constructors he's been on point this year uh you know all this hate going to him and i you know i don't agree with it really you know he's in the best car for a reason because he's the best driver 
but uh, we don't know really do we so it, it will be a tough one to figure out and number three I have to put Daniel Ricciardo hell of a driver you know he's been on it this year two podiums and if I'm being honest Renault didn't think they could get two podiums with him so really good actually uh, number four, uh, I have to put Lando Norris. He had a podium this year and he's been so consistent. Really good driver. He's probably my driver of the year, if I'm being honest. Uh, but, yeah. And uh, number five, I would put Pierre Gasly. This year was really his redemption year, you know. He had a really bad year last year, especially half uh, the la- the half of last year with, you know, Red Bull. But, and then he went on to get his podium in Brazil. Uh, into Lagos uh, with Toro Rosso after he got demoted and he won this year in uh, Monza so really good and I'm only going to do top 5 for that because uh, we don't have time to do the rest of them so we'll go into golf now and then we'll go into some more top and we go on to golf ladies and gentlemen so I have a few things here and these could really help you out so uh, first one we have here is how how do I be productive at the range? Well, if I'm being honest, you just should take your time, out, act like you're out on the course, take your time, focus on your shots, you know, don't try to hit them as hard as you can, really try getting before every swing, just see how your swing looks, you know, take practice swings, it will help you, it will help you, uh, and then the next one, uh, what makes new golfers different? I actually saw an article headline of this, and I thought I should put it in. A couple of these are actually article headlines. I thought I should put these in uh, to see. And I thought, well, you know, yeah. Um, what makes new golfers different? Well, they are really... It's hard because... They're new to the sport. They haven't been raised with it, obviously, unless they're younger. You know, they won't know all the etiquette and, you know, rules and everything. So you've got someone has to teach them that. But who's going to teach them that? Their friends, maybe. But then, you know, it's just like, are they just out there for a laugh? Well, golf, really, in my eyes, is supposed to be a sport where you play it properly and you don't go around acting all stupid. But... You know, golf is changing, and I I do accept it, and I, you know, I I don't mind the new, the new golf, but, well, even you know, it's tricky. It's a tricky one. Um, why COVID could improve golf? I don't know why this is in here, but I saw an article again, uh, saying why COVID could improve golf, and I thought you are just having a, a laugh. You know, you're just having an absolute laugh. Why COVID could improve golf? I don't think it can. Um, you know, I think it could ruin the golfing industry right now, uh, especially with how the UK are dealing with their current lockdown. You know, they've ju- we've just gone into a second lockdown, uh, well, third lockdown, but this is a proper one now, you know. So, it will be hard uh, to get golf up and running, but oh well. Uh, why, and I saw another article, most of these are new articles, but I think this is, this is the last one, uh, for the articles, uh, why new golfers may ruin or improve golf? Well, they can ruin it in a sense that changing it in a way to make it more modern and that people don't like, um, because golf is supposed to be played one way and one way only, um, but then they might improve it because they might, they could, they bring money to it and, so on and so on. Some of them just buy new clubs for the sake of it. Will be really good for the golfing industry, especially with COVID. Uh, 
now we're going to the next question. Top five cheapest items. I don't really have to say in this, but I bought a pair of irons uh, a while back. They're Wilson staff. You know, in really good. And they hit the ball nicely for me. And I'm beating guys who have, you know, Taylor Maids or tight list. Well, are really good. Uh, best driver, uh, I have to say, that would be the Sim or tight list. Tight list TS4 or a Sim Max. Especially the Sim Max 2 is coming out very soon uh now we go on to tight list or tailmade which is softer i've been playing with the tailmade tp5 picks recently and i've been i've been thinking you know oh which one's softer and i have a bunch of probably words in my bag and i did a test and i found that the the tailmade was softer uh and i think the picks especially really helps you with your putting because you know, I've seen a straighter putts because I can see it with the picks, what they're supposed to do. Um, and that will just lead us on to the next question. Easy peasy, what is the best ball? Um, what is the best ball? I think that's quite hard because, you know, best ball for middle golfers, I think, would be a refurbished ball. You know, your average golfer. You know, I'd be went to American Golf. I bought a 24-pack of Titus Premier ones for 15 quid. But they were refurbished. They were labels. And they still work as well as the normal ones. Maybe not as soft, but they are good. And also, you could buy a 36-pack for 17 quid. And I thought, wow, that's incredible pricing. Yeah, that is the best ball for the average golfer. Titus Premier ones refurbished. We are on the newest segment to the podcast, films. Uh, so I'll be just reviewing films, talking about them, and how maybe they could have made it better. So we're going to start off with my top ooh, top three racing films. Now, racing films aren't very big in the film industry, and I think that's a problem. Uh, you know, you have really good films of, like, Ford versus Ferrari. You know, they spent... 97 million dollars on it but they only got 100 125 million profit out of it and it's like it's not a lot of money to get out of a film uh especially you know you spend that much and i i do think it's a very risky thing because you know you don't try and have to you know spend all this you don't spend all this money on a film that won't even give you much profit so you know it's, it's a bit stupid really uh, and, you know, it is dying. I think Ford vs Ferrari was the last of the good racing films to come out, really. Um, yeah, so we're going to go on to my top three racing films. Uh, in no particular order, uh, Ford uh, v Ferrari, uh, Bruce McLaren, well, no, no McLaren, and uh, Senna. Uh, two of those are documentaries, uh, really, Two of those documentaries about how, uh, about you know, uh, how Bruce McLaren made McLaren racing team and Ayrton Senna his F one career up to his death, both of them up to their death, and I think they were really good. So I'm gonna start with Ford vs Ferrari. Uh, we'll review that one and we'll place that as a in the top three. Uh, so that one is incredible. I really like it. You know, really caught my attention. And the acting uh from Matt Damon and Christian Bale was. Just incredible, uh, you know, and 
how they filmed the racing scenes at Le Mans, you know, in, just incredible, all around incredible. Uh, so I'm probably gonna have to put that as top. Uh, now we're going to second place. I'm gonna put Senna. Uh, Senna was incredible. How it led up to his life, how it led up to his death in F1. You know, they showed things you wouldn't usually want. You they wouldn't usually see. You wouldn't usually see in a film or documentary. You know, incredible film. I really liked it. You know, and it was the cinematography and everything in it was incredible. Uh, and now we're going to. Uh, number three, obviously, McLaren. Uh, I wanted to place it higher, but it was so hard between all of them, really, because McLaren was just, you know, it was an incredible film, you know, cinematography and everything. I really did like it. Um, the interviews and the rating, you know, it was just all around incredible. So I did really like that. And uh, that is my top three uh, racing films. Now we go on to uh, just some normal films. So we're going to start off with the Star Wars saga. And it is important that people do understand that is my opinion. Obviously, you know, you have your opinions and I have mine. But the Star Wars saga is quite controversial, really, because I've, I've done it really well. And, you know, I think they've done it quite well. The, you know, people are coming out saying the Revenge of the Sith was their favourite film. Now, I liked it. I did like it. And I think the, you know, round through the whole uh, prequels thing, round through the whole prequels trilogy, I thought it was really good, actually. The, the Especially the lightsabers and the choreography with that. Incredible. Uh, you know, their last battle of Mustafar. Really incredible. I do really like it. Um, Probably a 10 out. Like, really good. The originals, they were just incredible, you know, um, you know, really good. But I do, uh, obviously, the, also the prequels, uh, left us with, um, some loopholes, some, uh, massive, uh, holes, you know, some things to people trying to figure out, uh, for the originals, so it was quite hard. Now we're going to the last one, uh, the sequels. I didn't really like them, if I'm being honest, you know, Rise of Skywalker, the ending was good, but I just think they were just done really badly in, you know, done uh, really badly uh, as a storyline, you know, so individual, I thought they were good, Force Awakens and everything, uh, but other ones, I just don't think they were as good, uh, you know, as a story, so that's probably going to be... You know, my verdict on the Star Wars stuff right now. And we're going to just do a quick other film recap. Um, you know, uh, we're just going to go on to Marvel one really quickly. Uh, I don't... Marvel one is alright. Uh, you know, they've... Obviously, it's superhero films. So it's going to be unrealistic. But, you know, if I, you know I, I do prefer you know, more true stories and stuff like that. That's why I prefer racing films and all that stuff, you know, most of them. So that's really my film verdict for you guys, and that is just a little sneak peek of the film segment. I'll have people on here to talk about their favourite films. Uh, you know, we'll go in more depth. This episode wasn't... This episode of the Solo Man podcast wasn't really an in-depth episode. I'm really sorry about it, but it's just a bit there really, today. So, you know... Hope you're having a great day and hope you all enjoyed the Soda Man podcast. Uh, film 
uh, episode. So we're just going to go on to a quick next one. So I'll see you then. And we have made it, guys, to the final bit of the episode. This is my goodbye to all for the second episode. Hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you will keep enjoying it. Uh, so leave some questions on my Twitter, at Podcast. You guys can find me there, and you can ask as many questions as you'd like. DM me or whatever. Uh, so ask some questions. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time.